morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, the next Mobius Binary podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Mobius Binary is a focused penetration testing organization. We specialize in all forms of penetration testing and have uh, a number of skilled resources who are experts uh, in this field. And we really enjoy what we do. Today, I have with me Rob Lenn and Jason Colivas, who are going to talk to me about the overwhelming information overload that pen testers experience uh, in you know, honing their craft, upskilling, uh, finding out about new techniques, and, and really how they manage to find the information, sort the information, store the information, and retrieve it when they need it. So over to you, Rob. Thanks. Thanks, Graham. So yeah, exactly. We're talking about just the overwhelming influx of information and a lot of it really good information. Um, and so this, although this is a cybersecurity podcast, you know, this can apply to anyone, no matter what profession you're in. You know, if you suffer from information overload and you don't know how to deal with this, maybe we can help you. So to, to give it a bit of context, perhaps, you know, perhaps if we go back into back into history, um, it, it helps understand this problem. And I'm probably giving my age away a bit here, but you know, when I was growing up, if you, if you wanted information on something, you had to really go and fight for it. I mean, and I'm talking about going to, to public and school libraries, photocopying encyclopedias, you know, putting those pages in your flip file, you know, going to bookshops, going to CNA or magazine stores, flipping through pages and, and really trying to find information about topics you were interested in. So, you know, growing up in that sort of environment is so different to the way things are now, where, where information really comes at you and comes at you hard and fast without you really even needing to show that much interest in it, let alone if you do. I mean, I'm sure all of us have experienced you know, just searching for something, you know, maybe a pair of shoes or, or something pretty obscure. And the next thing, you know, commercially, it's following you everywhere. And, and things aren't that different when it comes to information. If you're searching for a topic on, on YouTube or something on Twitter, you're going to get recommendations. You're going to get information thrown at you. So it becomes a real challenge to, number one, organize it, sift through it, sort of realize what you what you want, what you don't. And, and once you do realize what you want, how do you keep it and store it and access it? So these are the challenges, certainly, that I think lots of industries and, and lots of people have, but particularly um, us in cybersecurity. I mean, with the changing pace of technology, the constant updates, the constant you know, flow of information really makes things, things tricky. So we decided to do this podcast to share some of the techniques and some of the methods that we use, but I've got to stress these are by no means perfect. Um, there, are, there are lots of ways of doing this. You know, this is work in progress. It's, it's not perfect. And we definitely would love to hear how you do things. You know, if, if anybody's got some better ideas or better options, please share it with us. So when it comes down to organizing information there was it, it takes me back to a really good book that i read and um, that i recommend to a lot of people who struggle with this type of thing and, and struggle with trying to organize data and that book is called the organized mind by daniel levitan 
um, and he speaks about our need to organize things. And I am by no means um, commercially tied to Daniel Levitan, definitely not getting any uh, any commission on that, but a really a really good book in, in terms of organizing a lot of things in your life. Um, and that sort of drove on this method that I that I use at the moment. So I'm going to particularly focus on one form of of social media, at least if we can call it that, and that being Twitter, which I think is a is a very popular means for communication and at least for information dissemination on when it comes to cybersecurity. So a lot of people use Twitter for for following really good minds in the industry. A lot of great articles are pushed through Twitter, a lot of good commentary and a lot of good tools are released through Twitter, or at least notification of such tools are released through Twitter. So Twitter is a fantastic place to get a lot of information and, and good information on cybersecurity. And what's great about Twitter, of course, you can follow all these, these excellent people and you can see who they follow and you can, there's no there's no mask covering who's following who. You can really just pick and choose your lists of people to follow, learn from others, and build up this wonderful repository of information and of people sharing information. But of course, the problem then comes into that is that depending on how many people you follow, you start getting a lot of notifications and a lot of information coming through on a daily basis. And I mean, in excess of, of a few hundred a day. And I started, you know, having this problem and I'm all these, all these Twitter notifications. And what I realized is I'd open it in Twitter, there'd perhaps be an article to a blog, and then I'd open that in Chrome. And if any of you know this sort of nice feature of, of Chrome on your browser, Chrome on your phone at least, is that once you have more than 100 tabs open, it just shows a little smiley face. It no longer shows a counter of how many tabs you have open. And, you know, my Chrome on my phone had, for so long has had that smiley face of over 100 tabs open, which is yeah, really unmanageable. So for every every fantastic article or every good blog I would find on Twitter, I would open it up in Chrome. And now I've got it in Chrome, but, but what do I do with it? Where, where do I take it from here? I can't just have hundreds of tabs open in Chrome and use that as a way to retrieve information. So looking around and doing the research on the internet and, and looking for a good product and a good solution, I came across something called Notion. Um, and Notion, for those who are looking to, to visit the URL, is notion.so. I have no ties to them, just the product I have found. There were various levels of the product in terms of purchasing or free. And Notion is a fantastic wiki. It's it's really a, a lot more than a wiki, actually. I mean, it's got all sorts of, of brilliant functionality. Um, you, you can stack notes. You can combine them together. You can put Kanban boards and task lists and expense um, templates and, and really just a tremendous amount of fantastic features, roadmaps, tasks, you, you name it in here. I really probably use a, a very small percentage of what's capable of the product, but for, for what I use it, it works really well. And that being basically clipping those amazing articles. So if I find a really good article, something I've taken from Twitter, I open it up in Chrome, and with the Notion browser plugin, I can just tap you know, that little Notion button and it syncs it to my Notion. 
The beauty here is that I can categorize it. And with that categorization, I can stack notes. So if one of my topics is Windows, I can then within Windows build other stacks, Windows vulnerabilities, Windows port scanning, Windows development. And with this build really useful repos of solid information all clipped from the internet. And the fantastic part about it, which I really like, is that it's searchable. So if I'm you know, doing something in an engagement or I'm needing to retrieve this information, I can now search within my within Notion. I can look for any article, any clipping, anything I found within it. And I find it really, really useful. Rob, that's uh, geez, a really cool intro to the topic. Um, you know, I mean, I can imagine in, in your line of work, uh, information being really overwhelming and uh, you're having probably hundreds, thousands of sources of information that you need to collate. Um, Jason, tell me, like, you know, having heard what Rob had to say, uh, can you share a bit of your experience? Thanks, Graham. Yeah, it's actually really interesting to hear how Rob approaches it. Um, mine is, is, is similar. Um, I do use a, a different tool, but also has some of the, the same functionality. Um, also no affiliation to it. It's called Evernote. Um, and also very much like a wiki where you're able to, you know, clip screenshots, um, annotate screenshots, and then categorize these into different um, topics, um, which, which really helps, especially in this field with all the information that comes through. Um, and then the great thing that I really, or one of the things I really love about Evernote is um, you're able to, to put together to-do lists with reminders, um, you know, so you can you can even do audio recordings in this. Um, so sometimes uh, when I'm working through something, um, I might even add an audio note into that. Um, and that really works well for me. Um, what I also like is, and I, and I don't know if Notion has this functionality, but it's cross-platform. So it doesn't matter if I'm working in Linux, Windows, Mac, um, I'm able to actually get to my content anywhere. Um, and Prior to this, I mean, I used to try and do this with, with paper and pen, which was, was absolutely impossible, uh, especially when you're trying to recall something. Um, you know, to give you an idea, we might be doing testing with uh, active directory penetration testing, and you can't actually remember the note or the, the name of the tool. Um, and you can literally just, you know, type in AD or active directory and anything that you've tagged with that, um, will come up and you can further tag that as you know tools so pull up all my tools with active directory and then you know get to those notes um, for easy reference and that's that's worked really really well for me um, and i think you can use this or in my opinion you can use this in in any field not just cybersecurity. And, and tell me jason um your sources of information uh you know rob was quite heavy on twitter what, what's your sources that you that you use mainly so also twitter a uh, number of people that i follow on twitter um, and as rob said i mean there's so much info coming through they really good information all the time um often linked to uh, articles and so on and open those up and then i'm able to actually clip those uh, using evernote in my browser and then tag them uh, to either read later or, or reference, um, and that that that's one. Um, also, uh, certain podcasts. Um, I think it's Sec Pod Sec Weekly is the one podcast I follow. 
Um, also, they'll link to certain resources. Um, and those are pretty much the two main main ones that I get my information from. Okay, cool. Okay, and Rob, uh, anything further from your side to add? Uh, there is. I think I'll just, uh, just to answer, Jason, and, and not to get in a, a Evernote versus uh, Notion sling match, but yes, it is. Notion is definitely cross-platform as well. And one other really nice bit of functionality that I previously forgot to mention was that you can publish your pages um, you know, on the internet, a, a sort of open wiki. So if you have a really good page that you have collected a whole lot of articles on a certain topic, you can publish it with a you know freely available Notion URL, which is nice for, for sharing. And maybe we can even uh, look towards doing publishing some of our pages on these podcasts towards the end of the year. So the next topic that I wanted to mention, you know, we've spoken about all the information we get, but what about tools? What about all these fantastic new tools that are released? You know, it's all good and well referencing them, but you need to test these tools, you need to use them, you need to see how they work and if they work for you and if they fit in. So while while these products we've mentioned, such as Notion and, and Evernote are great for information, you know, what about the actual tools themselves? What about the software? And, and this for me is still a process that I'm very much still trying to figure out to, to get a lot to run more smoothly because it, it mixes a bit of old school tracking with some new style testing, but I'll share with you my my process as it is. When I come across an interesting tool or new release, something you know on Twitter or anywhere else, I actually enter it into a spreadsheet. Um, and with, on the spreadsheet, I have multiple tabs, you know, being my categorizations, and I and I simply enter it into a spreadsheet. You know, the name of the tool, the URL, and then I'll test the tool. You know, in my relevant environments test it out, whether I like it or not, whether I find it functional. You know, if I like it, I'll generally tag it in my spreadsheet, green or red, if I don't. But then in order to make sure that it fits into my process and that I remember to use this tool or try this tool next time I'm on an engagement, I know that the spreadsheet itself isn't going to work for me. So I use some mind mapping software and I build a mind map for really each style of engagement that I do whether it be web, whether it be internal, external, mobile, I'll have a mind map. And then I will include these tools into my mind map and continually update it. So it's not prescriptive, I don't have to use it, of course, but next time I do this type of engagement, I'll look over my mind map and I'll see, ah, okay, of course, I'm doing this type of testing. You know, this is what I'm looking at. And now I've got all the tools that I've used add it into my mind map. And I know that I have tested them and I believe that I do like them. And it's my way of sort of getting these tools and building them into my flow. And what's really nice, of course, you can take this mind map and you can hone in. So if I'm doing a, for example, a web application, I can build a mind map, you know, for web application testing, you know, that can grow massive. I can build a new little mind map just for SQL injection. And I'm, and so it goes that you can really take this in and go as granular as you want. And, and something I like to use for mind mapping, once again, no affiliation, and there, there may well be other products out there, but I like XMind. Um, check them out if you are interested in doing some mind mapping. And yeah, I, I use it for, for that tool process. Cool. Uh, Jason, from your side, um, uh, you, you follow somewhat similar process or...? or 
or not is in much depth? I really like Rob's approach with the mind map, which I'm actually going to use, start using going forward. That's really a good idea. It's a clever idea, Rob. Um, I generally take the, the tools and I try and, you know, it's not always easy. I try and review these tools or, or test them uh, weekly if I can. And, and then what I'll do is then add that to my methodology or uh, my, my actual tools that I use. Um, but like Rob said, I really like the approach of using a mind map uh, and then linking that to the tools. So going forward, uh, thanks, Rob. I'm going to actually use that one. Sure. Now, tell me, maybe um, I've got a question relating to this, and maybe I'll start with you, Jason. Is being experienced in the industry, you obviously are able to filter what is good information to retain and what isn't. I can imagine some people that are a bit newer and less experienced might uh, almost snip or capture every piece of information, uh, turning their own tools and their own process into an overwhelming source of information that that isn't necessarily ordered and 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 valuable. So so maybe Jason, do you want to maybe share with me like what would your tips be as a as a new pen tester coming into the industry? So Graham, what I used to do the same thing. Um, I would literally capture everything, you know, on social media, web, um, and just dump it all into whether it be a Word document or Excel document, and and then eventually overwhelmed with all this this sort of stuff. Um, and eventually, after taking the whole Evernote approach, what I do is I, I actually try and clean that out um, or refine that. And, you know, because after a while working with these tools and methods, methodologies, you, you find what really is effective and what works for you. And the ones that aren't, I actually remove those from my, my notes. Um, yeah, and that's the approach I take. Okay, that yeah, I suppose a regular review makes sense. Uh, and Rob, maybe from your side, you know, being a uh, a team leader and and you know helping coach and mentor other pen testers within the team, um, it's all fine and well having your big repository of information. You know, how how do you manage to share and uh, and and really impart some of that knowledge that you've gathered uh, to the rest of the team? It's a good question, Graham. So so part of that being the functionality mentioned with Notion, you know, being able to publish a page, at least make it internet accessible, is a really nice way of sharing, you know, one's collected stacked notes. Another way that I've sort of refined my method is, you're know, being selective about the things you clip. Of course, there is so much, and a lot of the information is amazing, but a lot of it is repetitive as well. You know, you'll find a lot of the same articles coming up, very similar, and you don't need to capture, you know, 10 versions of pretty much the same technique or the same bit of research. So being a little bit more selective and sort of picking out the more obscure ones that you, you know, believe or may be helpful in future engagements, you know, where information isn't plentiful on, snipping those, you know, and keeping them in your repository is really helpful. And when you're on an engagement and something's a little bit different, being able to track and find those more obscure items and share them with the team is a very helpful process. Okay, so re really keeping the, the, the gold nuggets uh, and, you know, the, the leaving the general Google answers to stay on Google is pretty much exactly. what, what you're going for. 
Okay, cool. Well, guys, I, I really think this is an extremely interesting topic uh, that I think we could talk about for for hours on end. Um, I, I definitely do think that this, this is an issue for people, no matter what the industry they're in, whether they're at high school, college, uh, new in their careers, or, or extremely experienced and nearing retirement. I, I think this is a very common issue. And uh, thank you for, for sharing your thoughts and processes with us today. And uh, I do think this probably warrants a, a follow-up session sometime in the future uh, to talk about this in more depth. But uh, that's all we have time for today. So I just want to thank our listeners uh, for joining us and, and, and listening to what we have to say. If you want to find out more about Mobius Binary, you can visit www.mobiusbinary.com or follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, and we'd love to engage with you there. Please uh, comment and, uh, and, and engage with us. And, and we, we're happy to, to, to chat further with you on there. So uh, that's all for it uh, from us for today. Thank you.